Today on the newscast, a top Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps colonel has been assassinated and Iran is now vowing revenge. Will Israel be the target? Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast, a very eventful weekend in the world's most eventful region, the Middle East. Let's start first with the breaking news, then we will do a deeper background breakdown on what it all means and where we go next. Before I get into it, just a quick reminder to subscribe here to the Watchman News channel and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. And what a video, what an update we have for you today. Again, breaking news yesterday, May 22nd, in Tehran, a top Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps colonel by the name of Hassan Sayyad Kodai was assassinated in front of his home in Tehran. Now, Kodai was sitting inside of his car parked in front of his home when reportedly two assailants on a motorcycle drove up next to the car and fired five shots into it a killing Kodai. Now, there are images out there of his body slumped over in the car. We're not going to show those images here on the Watchman newscast. They are a bit graphic, but you get the idea. Clearly, uh, a top Iranian terror planner is now dead, and it appears that he was intentionally targeted. Now, we'll get into Kodai a bit more in a minute and what he was in charge of, the terror planning uh, in the Middle East and beyond. But first, Okay, who was behind this? Well, no one has claimed responsibility. That's number one. Number two, yesterday, in the immediate aftermath of the the attack, automatically the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, again, Kodai was a top member of that unit, uh, they released a statement blaming global arrogance powers for his death. Now, when when the Iranian regime says global arrogance powers, They mean the United States and its allies, in particular Israel. Today, Monday, May 23rd, the Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi, also known as the Butcher of Tehran, many times here in the newscast we have outlined his nefarious activities over the years. Raisi gave a speech vowing revenge for the, quote, martyr Kodai's death and saying again, We blame, quote, global arrogance powers, and they will be held responsible. So the U.S. and Israel in particular on high alert now. Obviously, Israel in particular uh, with embassies and Israeli and Jewish targets, consulates around the world have upped their security there, which is interesting because uh, Hassan Kodai, who was killed, one of his tasks was planning attacks against Jewish and Israeli targets worldwide. Well, again, the claim of responsibility did not come uh, from Israel or from anyone, but this seems to bear the hallmarks, this elimination of this Iranian terror planner of previous Mossad attacks in Iran and elsewhere throughout the region where motorcycles have been used. It's kind of a almost a drive-by situation. We've seen Iranian scientists, for instance, over the past decade plus, eliminated in the streets of Iran, inside Iran, by similar kinds of uh, means that we saw used yesterday against Kodai uh, in Tehran. But who was this individual who was eliminated? 
Uh, number one, as I mentioned, he was a top planner of Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps Quds forced terror attacks against Israeli and Jewish targets worldwide. That's number one. Uh, he was apparently, according to Israeli media outlets, involved in targeting Israeli businessmen, for instance, in Cyprus uh, and elsewhere in the Mediterranean region. Thankfully, those attacks, those plots did not come to fruition, but he was very active also in Iraq and in Syria, where, hey, we've talked here many times on the newscast, of course, about Iran's presence in Syria at Israel's doorstep. They see it as a permanent presence. And Kodai, one of his main tasks was to solidify and strengthen Iran's presence inside Syria. Not only that, he was reportedly involved, one of his main other tasks, in transiting advanced weaponry, in particular those precision-guided missiles, PGMs for short, that we've talked about so much here in the newscast, transiting them uh, through Syria into the hands of Iran's proxy Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. So he was a pivotal player. On Friday, we talked about the son-in-law of Qasem Soleimani, the former head of Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps, who also was eliminated in a U.S. drone strike back in January 2020, his son-in-law, as we talked about on Friday's newscast, check it out here in our archives if you missed it right under newscast. Uh, Soleimani's kinfolk is carrying on the dubious family business, and he also is helping reportedly to transit those PGM parts and advanced weapons parts from Iran uh, into Syria, into the hands of Hezbollah. So the fact that the Israel Defense Forces released that information about Soleimani's son-in-law on Friday is pretty interesting. And if I were him, I would kind of be looking over my shoulder. Uh, I'd say, secondly, the killing of Kodai. And again, no one has claimed responsibility for it. But look, this was a guy who was deeply involved in targeting not only the state of Israel at its doorstep in Syria, but Jews and Israelis around the world. He was a big fish, again, this is an elimination of an Iranian terror master. How many have we seen since January 2020? Well, folks, let's do the roll call, and you can see why the Iranian regime is hell-bent on revenge. Of course, the aforementioned terror kingpin, Qasem Soleimani, who I mentioned, eliminated in a U.S. drone strike in January 2020. Iran is still vowing revenge for his death. He was really an irreplaceable figure in the Iranian regime. That's one. Secondly, to my mind... Another virtually irreplaceable figure in the Iranian regime, Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, eliminated in Iran in November 2020, reportedly by Israel's Mossad. And now we have Kodai eliminated yesterday. These are This is three big fish, folks, in the past two and a half years that are very tough for the Iranian regime to replace. They had very, let's say, significant and important portfolios, if you, if you could use that word. Qasem Soleimani, of course, in charge of all of Iran's external terror operations as the head of that Quds Force unit within the IRGC. That's short for the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. Probably the second or third most powerful man in the entire Iranian regime answered directly to the Supreme Leader. He was eliminated Mohsen Fakhrizadeh was the father of Iran's nuclear weapons program. How do you replace that? He's gone. Uh, and now this player yesterday, Kodai, who's also been called Kodaiari in certain media outlets. We'll go with Kodai here in the newscast for today. Uh, but 
now how does Iran respond? Okay, as we move forward, as we wrap up here today, uh, what will Iran's response be? The shadow war, it's been called between Iran and Israel, the war between the wars. This thing's out of the shadows, folks. Let's be very forthcoming about it. This is out in the open, and Iran is vowing revenge. And you have to think, if you're the Iranian regime, that they're looking to save face a bit. Not only that, those three major assassinations I discussed a minute ago, but look, Iran's nuclear facilities, its ballistic missile stockpiles, its ballistic missile and drone factories inside Iran on Iranian soil have been consistently and successfully targeted. To say the Iranian regime, the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps have egg on their face is an understatement. And in 2018, when Israel's Mossad swooped in this daring operation, taking Iranian nuclear files out of Tehran, and then the former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu exposed them to the world, Israel has flat out embarrassed Iran time and time and time again, right under the regime's noses on Iranian soil. It doesn't get much worse than that. So you have to think that Iran is going to feel compelled to respond, not only to save face to its proxies like Hezbollah, Hamas, and continue continue to project that image as the leader of the resistance against the Zionist entity and against America that they've built up or tried to build up. Uh, but secondly, this is, un- this is not sustainable for the Iranian regime. You would think to have Israel operating freely uh, on Iranian soil, not, if not freely, pretty easily, and operating clearly Israel with significant assets uh, on Iranian soil. And uh, the assailants in this takeout of Kodai yesterday, they may have been Iranians, uh, perhaps without even Jewish ancestry. There is also, remember, fierce resistance against the Iranian regime within that country. People who are done with this uh, tyrannical regime. Remember, the main victims of the regime in Iran are the Iranian people. So Israel has found some willing uh, partners there to target the regime, surely. Uh, But you have to think, as we close, Israeli and Jewish targets overseas. Always uh, an issue when Iran wants to lash out. Not necessarily... Uh, in Israel proper, but targets overseas. But look, Iran also has those powerful proxies on Israel's borders, that ring of fire that surrounds Israel on all sides, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, the Houthis, the militias in Syria and Iraq, uh, who Iran can activate at a moment's notice. Uh, I don't know that Iran wants to take it to that level right now, but folks in today's Middle East, expect the unexpected. Things are heating up. The wars and rumors of wars are continuing. Keep it right here on the Watchman Newscast for the inside story for such a time as this. Live stream on Wednesday, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern to 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Bring your questions. More on that tomorrow. Until then, thanks for watching. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.